Welcome to University, a podcast for young people navigating life's big transitions. I'm Anne-Marie Ciresso, your host. On University, you'll hear stories from college students. You'll get tips from experts. And occasionally, you'll hear from a parent's perspective on how to manage this time of change in your life consciously. Find yourself. Find your purpose. Find your people and pursue you fearlessly. Hey, Adam. Hey, Anne-Marie. We're really trying hard to get this started, aren't we? Yeah, this is our fourth Fourth try. (laughs) If we keep laughing and messing up. Nope, nope. You keep laughing and messing up. (laughs) Okay, we're just going (laughs) to go for it this time. Okay. All right, we're not editing any mistakes. No, this this is raw. This is what's happening. But I will say that I'm very excited to be here to talk with you about Emma Soslowski. She was a great guest, um, and we had to break her up into two episodes. I know. She had a lot of good things to say. And I was fascinated by, like, honestly, so many things. I know. You loved her because you kept texting me while you were editing, and you're like, I love this. I love her. She's great. And I pulled, like, 15 social media clips. Um, So then what I want to do, because I think I'm going to be, like, all over the place in this recap, I want to know what you thought you took away and what you want to bring to our listeners and teach them. Yeah, well, I agree with you. I think there was so much. She was really rich. She had a ton of wisdom. She has a great life experience. Um, so there's so many, so many ways we can go. But of course, I'm always focused on like one thing, right? Self-awareness and being more conscious. So the thing that I noticed when I went back and listened, particularly to ep- the first episode, was how incredibly self-aware she was. And it's something I'd like to point our listeners to because I think building this muscle of awareness is something we're really focused on in this podcast. And watching her or listening to her go through the process from freshman year to now, which she's graduated and out in the world doing her thing, um, and how much growth she experienced in that period because of her willingness to do her work and build her awareness muscle and really confront herself. You know, she really confronted herself at this time in her life. And I thought that that was super interesting to me. And I don't know, it's kind of the thing I think that we all need to do at some point or another in our lives. The sooner that we do that, the sooner we free ourselves to go out into the world and be our big, brilliant, magnificent selves. What did she confront? I think she confronted a lot. You know, she, um, freshman year, she talks on the first episode about how she was um, struggling with anxiety and depression and second semester is when it really flared up. And she talks about um, how she chose to get help. And the thing that I loved the most about what she said about that I loved a lot of things, but one of the things that really sticks out for me is how she talks about how life seemed really good on the outside. Like everything seemed perfect. You know, we hear these like stories, these extreme stories in the news where like someone's suicidal and you would never have known because their life looks so perfect on the outside. And we all walk around like with a smile on our face and you know, even now, like, how you doing? I'm fine. How are you doing? I'm fine. Yeah. But what's really going on under the surface? And she point, She pointed to that. She's like, I wasn't walking around looking like my life was a mess or there were problems. My life looked pretty good. But underneath that, there was something there. And the anxiety 
was rising. And as you know, and I've said this before, when we ignore our anxiety, it leads to depression. And she experienced both those things. And she really just embraced them and tackled them. You know, in college, while she was trying to figure out what is her major, what is she doing in life, like navigating all that, and then coming out as gay at some point. I don't remember exactly when she came out in her... Um, in her life. In her, in her college career, sometime in her college life. Um, I have to go back and re-listen. But um, she was confronting a lot, right? All of that. It's like this big, giant stew of things. So figuring out who you are at this time of your life is there's a lot in there that's anxiety provoking in itself it's scary it's scary because you because i used to i remember when i was that age i used to think i just i just want to be like 32 and married and just like have it figured out yeah and and then you you grow to realize that a that's not as much fun as you think and b no one actually has it figured out nobody has it figured out right and just because, okay, it's, it, that's, I mean, it's some not people, totally fair. That's not totally fair. But I, I would say just because you see them settled in this yeah. life doesn't mean they figured things out. Well, and even like, that's your, scary. Your story of what settled looks like. Right. You don't even know, like, everything can look settled on the outside, but on the inside, it's not. And so Emma really confronted all this anxiety these doubts these fears that were living in her early i mean like i kind of i had a freak out like like she did in college as well like i I think i really connected to how you related to her yeah i totally did it was second semester of sophomore year freak out yeah went home you did yeah i went home before finals like and i like wrote my finals from home and like figured it all out like i i had to go home and I, like, I couldn't, I couldn't shake thoughts. I couldn't shake them. And I finally got to a point where I was like, dude, I, I like, need help. And so I, I guess I related a lot to her. And what I remember thinking the whole time is, like, I just, I just want this to be over. I just yes. want, I just want to be, like, 25 and, like, have the answers, you know? Um, and I still think that way a lot. But... The self-awareness part is what I think. I mean, she, her quote-unquote recovery, her growth. Her growth, her evolution. Her, her evolution was super rapid and quick. and Well, it feels like that to us. I'm yeah. sure it wasn't to her in the moment. But yes, relatively speaking. A matter of like yeah. a year, you know, like two years for her to really start like seeing this growth. Like I think that is rare. Mm-hmm. And what I make up is it's because of her self-awareness and she just looked at it in the face and just was like, okay, let's, let's start not trying to change things. Let's start noticing things. Yeah. And the thing that she, she did a lot of work around is building her muscle of awareness around paying attention to her thoughts and choosing her thoughts very carefully. Mm-hmm. So I think this is this is what I want everyone to pay attention to. First of all, look, we like I love that you went home and you decided I needed to I need to go home. If that's what you need in the moment, there's nothing wrong with that. I wish more people were doing that actually, because I think so many people are afraid to do what is um, 
comforting to them in the moment like what getting their needs met in the moment get your needs met if you think you need to go home go home don't be afraid don't be afraid to do what you know is right for you like like staying there would have been harder and like most people make up like hard is the right way to go or like but i i remember just going i can't make any progress right now yeah and i I just need to get back to like i need to get back to like ground zero level where I can somewhat think and feel as I was. Yeah, because everyone is feeling a sense of stress, anxiety, or overwhelm at some point, and everyone is denying it. Okay, there I go using those polarity words again. Maybe not everyone, but I guarantee you that most people are having these experiences, and most people don't know how to be with them. And I felt alone. Yeah, and you feel alone. So... The thing that Emma talks about a lot on this episode are her negative thoughts and how she has developed a relationship to her negative thoughts. And I want to invite listeners to start to build that muscle of awareness because what happens is we have thoughts and for most of our life, we 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 aren't separate from our thoughts. We actually believe we are the thoughts we're having. Mm-hmm. We walk down the street and we believe a thought, I am this. Think about how many times in your head you're walking down the street and you think, I am tired, I am hungry, I am am smart, I am dumb, I am this, I am that. We affirm with our words the thoughts we're having in our head rather than recognizing these are just thoughts that are sort of arising in our consciousness that we can choose how to be in relationship to them or not. So we can have a thought like, I remember she said on the episode, she was having a thought like, I'm the dumbest one in the room. I don't even belong here. Yes. Like we all have that thought at some time in our life, somewhere in some experience. We've all had that thought or a similar thought. I don't belong here. I'm I'm dumb. Not worthy. I'm not worthy or whatever. Right. That's just a thought. Is it? See... I, I've actually noticed, and, and I know you, I know that that's true. I, I know that that's true. Um, past couple days, I've like woken up and on my bike ride to the train, I have a thought. And the thought is, dude, you're such an asshole. Like, that's my thought. And I'm like, where the hell did that come from? Right. Where does it come from? Where and do then thoughts I, come from? And I'm like, oh my God, I'm an asshole. And I'm like, you are, you're such... And then I start saying it out loud to myself on my bike ride. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, you are such an asshole. And then I go, like last night, you totally did X, Y, and Z. And that was an asshole thing to do to Mary. Okay, right. But, okay. So... That you... happened. And then my day, that's how my day starts. Right. It and then you start... Sucks. So you believe that thought. Right. So, okay, I want to I want to make a distinction here. Okay. Perhaps you were an asshole the night before. Maybe you did something that we would say an asshole would do. Mhm. But that's different than Adam is an asshole. Mhm. So can you see how there's a separation between I did something or something occurred versus I am that? Yes. So That's what we're asking to do. We're asking you, we're asking listeners, and this is what Emma demonstrated, is to just hold our thoughts lightly and recognize that negative thoughts aren't truth. They're just thoughts. Are any thoughts truth then? 
Well, we get to decide. Okay, so we have a choice about how we want to be in relationship to our thoughts. So we have a negative thought and we can choose to attach to it and believe it, or we can choose to hold it lightly. For instance, like Emma had... Um, she, she had the thought she, like... Yeah, she, I don't belong here. I don't belong here, so, or people so, aren't going to show up to my show, or I'm not good enough, things well, like that. And the people, like, so, okay, so let's say people aren't going to show up to my show. And she worried about that for days. And you she worry would, and you stress about that. Yeah. So what happens when we start to believe a fearful thought is we start to create that reality in our life. I can tell you like a hundred times where I have planned something and I said, no one's going to show up, no one's going to show up, no one's going to show up, and guess what? No one shows up. Hmm. And then I could tell you times where I've said, this is going to be a big hit, and it's a big hit. Yeah. And the difference is not in the thought. The difference is in my relationship to the thought. So when I have the negative thought, no one's going to show up, guess what? I spend my time and energy in a place of fear Mm -hmm. and stress and anxiety and worry. That makes sense. Then I'm not using my energy, my resources, to actually create the outcome of attracting people coming to my event. So I'm not saying it's magic. I'm not saying like you have a thought and one thing magically happens or you have a thought and another thing magically happens. What I'm saying is based on the law of attraction, your thoughts attract your outcomes. So... For instance, if you have the thought, I'm the dumbest one in the room, you're going to start to trigger behaviors that prove you're the dumbest one in the room. Hmm. But if you have the thought, there are lots of studies about this. Carol Dweck from Stanford did a study on mindset, and she grouped a group of um, like fifth or sixth grade young kids in a room together, and she said to the kids, you guys are so smart, you're going to do great on this test. And then she put another group of kids in in a room and said, you guys work really hard. You're going to do so great on this test. And the group A, the kids who were told they were really smart, actually did really poorly on the test. And the kids who performed really well are the kids who were told, you work really hard. You're going to do great on this test. And the difference is mindset. They both were equally intelligent. Their intelligent levels were the same. But what was different was their mindset. So the kids who were told you're really smart were really attached to this idea, I'm smart. I better continue to be smart. I better. And they were in a place of fear. The other kids understood that, oh, if I work hard, I get good results. It's not, I'm not actually attached. Like I'm not believing anything about myself. I'm believing that when I put in effort, I get good results. So she planted a belief in them and then they attached to that belief and then they created that outcome based on the belief. So what's so powerful about Emma's life experience so far is that she's demonstrated that when I'm in right relationship to my thoughts, I create the outcomes I most desire. She spoke about that towards the end of episode one in particular. She said she started to challenge her thoughts. Mm-hmm. She started to question her thoughts. Yes. And she started to decide like to not attach to them and just you're right, hold them lightly and go, well, is that true? And if that's true, so what? Like yeah, she she said she um gave him the truth test and she was seeing the thoughts all the way through. Like what's the worst case scenario kind of a thing. And that's a great way There's lots of ways you can test your thoughts, and she gave us some examples in the episode. But you want us to notice them first. 
Well, for, you, you've got, if most of us aren't self-aware enough to even notice we're having the thoughts. So we're gotcha. just walking around. Okay. The thoughts are popping up. Like you said, you're on your bike ride. You're like, where did that come from? Where did that thought come from? Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I, I do that now. Like I'll be on my bike ride and the work that you and I have done, I will go like, okay, that that's a thought that you had and thoughts are thoughts. Think about it. Where do they come from? I mean, that's the thing. It's, 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 they just, they ride. come from they maybe experience and but they just judgments pop. and they just pop. Right. They're, I've wasted a lot of energy in my life uh-huh. trying to control my thoughts. Yeah, so you're right. You're pointing to this thing like, what, what, like these thoughts are just arising in me. Yeah, you're they're having they're, them all the time. And I, I've wasted so much energy trying to control them, mm-hmm. right? And you did say something in the last episode with Emma, I believe, and it was something along the lines of like, negative thoughts happen, yep. and you should welcome them and appreciate them. Um, and that's like, because my first instinct when I call myself an asshole is to hero myself and push it away or like just go, okay, well, that's just a thought and then like try and keep going. And it's like trailing me like as if there's a balloon on my bike. Right. And it's just kind of like trailing me. Or like a lead balloon. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like sitting there. Yeah. And it just it's just floating there and it's still there and I can still see it. But I kind of like keep going about my day, right? It's like the thoughts are kind of creepy. They're following you everywhere you go. So what you're saying, what I'm picturing is like I would turn around and take that balloon and like hug it or something. Yeah, totally. Okay. Um, Why? (laughs) I know. It sounds crazy. So here's the deal. We transform things with love. And... That sounds woohoo. I I get it because yeah. I can even tell you guys can't see it, but his, his face kind of went like what? Are well, you I just kind of was like, all right. So I'm watching a Grey's Anatomy episode. Yeah, no, but I mean, really, like we transform things from love and acceptance and compassion, and the sooner we understand that, the quicker our lives will change, and the sooner we start to love and appreciate ourselves the quicker our lives are going to change. So let's take the thought, for instance. You have this thought, and you want to push it away. Mm -hmm. So what happens when you want to push something away? It comes back harder. It comes back harder. Right. So the big idea here is, whoa, what if we were just to welcome that thought? Like, open the door, let it come in. I'm not afraid of you. Let me just see what you're here for. What can I learn from you? Hmm. So... It's the idea is being open to it versus closed to it in a state of open curiosity versus resistance and defensiveness. From this state of openness and welcoming, you're actually befriending the thought. And from that place, you can really transform it. You can do something with it. Hmm. But when we're spending our energy pushing the thought away... It's not going anywhere. It's just being pushed down. And it takes a ton of energy to do that. It becomes denser and stronger. One of the things I want to say about the negative thoughts and pushing them away is it's normal to want to push them away. So we can't make that bad or wrong. Like Mm -hmm. it's It's not a problem to want to push them away. It's just understanding this big idea that what you resist persists, like you said. What You know, when you push it away it gets bigger and if we start to neutralize the thoughts if we just start 
seeing our thoughts as neutral, no matter if we perceive them or judge them as good or judge them as bad or negative or positive or whatever words you want to use to describe them, we start to neutralize them and we start to actually reveal them. Like if we get in the practice of revealing our thoughts to one another on a regular basis, or if you have a trusted friend that you're willing to like text them in the moment and say, I just had the thought that I was the dumbest person in the room, or I just had the thought that I'm the ugliest person or and you're seen and heard and that thought is seen and heard yes like it it immediately starts to like diminish it starts to give it less power okay so then for the next week i think i'm gonna try and just notice my thoughts and that's it yeah and neutralize them how do i do that like notice when you like notice you're having a thought and then you notice you'll go, oh, that's a good thought, or that's a bad thought. Yeah. Just go, that's a thought. Okay. See if you're able to neutralize your thoughts. Okay. That's a thought. That's a thought. Mm-hmm. It feels like I'm being passive aggressive to my thoughts. Well, I do this all the time. Like, I, like, because I, you know me, I hate the cold. And so I'll walk outside, I'm like, it's so cold. And immediately my whole body constricts and I get, really, yeah. and I get colder. Mm-hmm. And then the person next to me is like, it's not cold at all. It's like 62. Yeah. It's pretty much <laughs> freezing for me. So I I know that it's my belief that it's yeah. cold that's making me even colder than I probably normally would be. And to the guy next to me, it's not cold at all. So my thought it's cold isn't true. Yeah. It's just a thought I'm having or an experience I'm creating for myself based on a thought I'm having. So... I just walk outside now and I'm like, it's cold. It wasn't that an interesting thought. And then I still get really cold. But <laughs> I mean, yeah, the thoughts are so, they're, they're so powerful and they can have so much power yes. and they can direct what we end up doing or don't doing in our lives. I mean, that's, that's. When our I, thoughts create our actions, which create our behaviors, which create our outcomes. Our thoughts create our actions, which create our behaviors, which create our outcomes. Well, no, our thoughts did I say it that way? Yes. Thoughts, actions, behaviors. Outcomes. Yeah. Well, that's all. Actions and behaviors are the same thing. But the yeah. first time I ran a marathon, I was hurt. I tore my hamstring. Yeah, that's a great example. And the week before, I ran 12 miles. Yep. The week before the marathon. And then I went, you know what, man? You're going to run farther than you've ever run before in your life. Just try and have an experience, which is not like me. And I was like, this is just going to be an experience. I just kept saying that to myself. It's going to be an experience. It's going to be an experience. And then to get myself to the start line, I went, just get to 20. Because then there's only six left. Don't stop until 20. At least 20. And so I did that. I got to 20. And then you know what I did? Collapsed. I, st- I stopped and walked. Oh, you did? At 20. Yeah. And then because 20? I told myself that. Yes. Now, I always have wondered... And what I was like I on a good 21? pace. What if I said 26? Yeah. You know, like, like it was amazing how that happened. It just happened. And I think a marathon is a good example because when you're at mile 20, you're depleted of your like defense mechanisms and resources and like you, you are just depleted. So what occurs is what's supposed to occur in that moment. Like people are their most raw, I think. Like you literally run everything out of you. Yeah. So at 20, my mind was like, you said you'd stop. And so all of a sudden I was walking and I didn't even realize I was doing that. Mm-hmm. And it's because of that thought. 
And also the thought got me there too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's how powerful they are. It got me there and it stopped me there. Now I finished, but I remember like the last six, the first 20 went by like that. And the last six took forever because of my thought. Your thought. And so... So your thoughts are powerful. Pay attention to them. And remember, you are not your thought. You are separate from your thought. Your thoughts are just occurring. You get to decide how you want to be in relationship to them. And you get to decide what to do with them. Okay, that's what I'll do. Thank you. What do we have to look forward to on the next couple episodes? I don't know. Okay. We haven't gotten that far yet. I like that. Yeah, me too. It's going to be a surprise for me and you. Okay. Well, if you have any comments or thoughts or anything you want to dump on us, just go ahead and do that. Yeah, and practice, uh, like maybe have a thought buddy. Find to see. Hmm. Yeah, maybe have a thought buddy and see if you guys can practice revealing your thoughts with one another. I think I'm going to do that. Yeah. All right. All right. See you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to University. If you liked what you heard, I'd be absolutely thrilled for you to share with a friend and equally grateful for you to pop over and rate and review on iTunes. It really helps. You can find more information and stay in touch over at university.u on Instagram or at university on Facebook. I'll look forward to seeing you there. For more information, email me at annemarie.university at gmail.com or click the link in the show notes below.